0: Hey, everybody, it's Rachel here, just with a quick note that we are now live on social media. So be sure to like us and engage with us on Twitter and Instagram at All Bad Things Pod. You can also find us on Facebook and email us at allbadthingspod at Gmail and find us online at allbadthingspod.com. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you podcast, rate and review. It would do us a total solid. If you can't find us wherever you podcast, please drop us a line. We want to make sure that we bring ourselves to you. Enjoy this week's episode. Hello. I'm David. I'm Rachel. And this
1: is all bad things.
0: Today's disaster is the Space Shuttle Columbia disaster.
1: Yeah, that that really qualifies as a disaster.
0: It's a bona fide mm-hmm. disaster, indeed. This is
1: C- just just for the one part about the, the major disaster part. Mm-hmm. not only the human lives, the amount of money that is spent on the... Yeah. Which I think should be. I'm not complaining right, about... Right,
0: right. Mm-hmm. I think
1: space exploration is fantastic. I mean, it's it's exciting. But the government spends a ton of money on this program, and this is the second
0: shuttle they've lost? Uh, yeah, after Challenger, yes. yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, and and if I say Challenger, I mean Columbia <laughs> in this one. <laughs> or if, it's or if we be... say or
1: if we say another space shuttle, we always mean Columbia.
0: In this instance, we will generally mean Columbia, unless we're specifically referring to a different one, which will happen yes, a couple times. It will. But so, just a quick broad overview um, on February first, two thousand
1: three. That's what I thought. I knew it was mm-hmm. early in two thousand three.
0: Can you think of something else that happened in February 2003, attendant to All Bad Things?
1: Groundhog Day? Well,
0: what was the... <laughs> no, it's February 2nd!
1: Well, you, said, you just said February, so...
0: Well, what was the very first thing we did for All Bad Things? Very first episode.
1: Oh, it was the station fire. It was February was also, 20th, 2003.
0: I, so I this was, was just I a was, few weeks before that. I was
1: honestly going to say the 27th
0: you were close. It, I thought it
1: was like a couple of days after Thanksgiving, but you're right. It was like a week before. Wait.
0: No, February. Or is not, not, Fe- Thanksgiving. Not, not Thanksgiving. <laughs> Canadian Thanksgiving, maybe? <laughs> maybe I don't no, know. No, that, that that's also in October, happens. right?
1: No, I think it's uh, sometimes, yes, sometimes November. It's like three weeks before or after.
0: I feel like it's always in October. Canadian mm. friends kindly reach out. Yeah, I grew up in. I, I'm,
1: I'm being a Miami. bad. I'm being a bad representative of somebody who grew up five months. Yes, from Canada. I
0: was going to say I have an excuse. <laughs> I'm from Miami, although there's a lot of Canadians in South Florida too. So,
1: yes, there are, and people from the Midwest apparently, according to my, according to my dad,
0: on the West Coast maybe. No,
1: like Midwest. He's like no, everybody. know the West
0: Coast of Florida. Oh, because I, I didn't yes. meet all that many Midwesterners. Gotcha. A few. Yeah. Some.
1: I, apparently that's where they all go to die or retire. Or <laughs> Everyone retire goes to Florida to die. That's true.
0: <laughs> to retire and <laughs> <Yes>. die.
1: <laughs> that's why they have such nice things at the thrift shops in, in Florida. <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> so I guess I should finish my thought. Yes. About- <laughs>
1: yeah. <let's>, so- <laughs> what were
0: we talking about again? Yeah. Uh, oh, a...
1: Uh, oh, uh, uh,
0: uh, a terrible disaster. A shuttle disaster. Yes. A space shuttle disaster. Yes. On February 1st, 2003... The U.S. Space Shuttle Columbia disintegrated upon re-entering the Earth's atmosphere 17 days after its launch, um, killing all seven crew members yep. on board. Yeah. So, um, so this is this is going to be a long one in all likelihood, and either it's going to be one long episode, or we might. To make the decision to um, chop it into, a, make it a multi-parter, so.
1: <laughs> we'll see where it goes. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you also see a part two, then you know where it goes. Yeah,
0: exactly. If you see part one, <laughs> then you know that there's a part two. If not, it was sh- a lot shorter than if we not, anticipated. If not, it's going to be an hour
1: and a half. Yeah, So
0: apparently. So,
1: so strap in and get ready to re-enter the atmosphere. Oh, no. Uh... Was that Was that a bad joke?
0: Well, based on the fact that they died re entering the Earth's atmosphere a little bit. That's that's where I was going. Yeah.
1: But it was 14 years ago? It was 14 years ago. It was 14
0: years ago, yeah. I mean, it's not too soon for, like, you know, whatever, but (laughs) I don't know. Okay. So I did my research on this, people. Like, there's six solid pages of research. Solid
1: pages. Solid pages. That's the research. Usually, yes. when she talks about pages, that also includes...
0: Citations and pictures. Yes. This but this is, this is yeah. not. This is not. This there is are, this There is are good. four
1: pages of citations and pictures that I can see.
0: Yes. So, this is a ten-pager.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, with everything. So, yeah. this is This is an epic.
1: So, get ready for part two.
0: Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I wanted to kind of go into some of the background of this. I actually learned a lot about the space program from doing this research stuff that i didn't know because the reason i picked columbia and we will talk about challenger at some point we will definitely cover that in all bad things um but when the challenger exploded it was in 86 right you were
1: you were an infant yes it was january of 86 so
0: i was like barely a year old Uh, because i
1: were no you were
0: yeah, I was barely a year barely, old. Yeah, that's yeah. right, you were
1: born at the end of the
0: year. End of December yes. or uh, mid December. I, th- I
1: either was about to, because I can't remember the exact date of Challenger, mm. but I know it was in January because I was either about uh, to or already just did turn nine. One or the other.
0: Okay, so yeah, you were old enough to remember this. Well,
1: yeah, we watched it on uh,
0: right. Millions, yeah, in, in millions, millions of
1: kids, people yeah. in general.
0: Well, we will discuss yeah, all that when we get TV. to Challenger. Columbia, I definitely remember this was o three I was eighteen I, I and so I remember I remember hearing about this on the news. It was um the first space disaster of my memory, sure, and the only one yeah currently yeah. that I can you know yeah. So so this, it, I remember it. I remember it happening. I mean, I was an adult. I was 18. So I, I remember this happening. So it did leave an impression on me. So that's why I decided to do Columbia before Challenger. And, and plus, you know, for the other millennials out there, there's a chance that even the younger millennials remember Challenger, or, or sorry, Columbia when they were younger, but not obviously not Challenger. Because oh, yeah. I'm an older millennial, yeah. and I... Don't remember to Challenger. challenge yeah, you were
1: all. alive when Challenger happened. Yes, I
0: was. But
1: you weren't alive enough.
0: I was. Ba- I was to, a newborn. To be yeah. like, to be Basically. like, oh, I remember that Infin- day. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the space shuttle Columbia, which this particular flight number was STS one hundred seven, it was the one hundred thirteenth NASA space shuttle flight.
1: Okay. Uh, so they were one eleven and one. Right before this flight, <laughs>
0: yes, yeah. So good. good that's that's, success that's, that's rate. A pretty good odds. Yes, good but success rate. You, you, you'll take that. Mm-hmm. So the Columbia was a space-rated orbiter, and the Columbia was the very first orbiter launched from the NASA space shuttle fleet in '81. So yes, this is the yes. this is the OG shuttle. It was this yeah, is the original is shuttle of the space. The inaugural shuttle. There was
1: a time when a space shuttle didn't even exist.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Which none, I don't remember because you're saying in 1981.
0: You'd have been like four. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was negative a few years old. You were so.
1: Your parents had met.
0: They had married. They, even. they had married. Yes. Uh, yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the NASA Space Shuttle Program, spoiler alert, <laughs> ran for 30 years from 81 mm-hmm. to 2011. Mm-hmm. And this, so I had to look up <laughs> what space shuttles actually are. <laughs> I didn't quite get the hang of it. I was like, oh, so they're like the Apollo missions or whatever. No, no they're not. No, they're not. Uh, so space it's- shuttles were... Low Earth orbiters is what mm-hmm. they were designed to orbit around the Earth between the Earth's surface and about twelve hundred miles up. So that was their sort of that range. was their range. Mm hmm. Um, and they, they used, were just
1: they were just hanging out. No, and they were
0: had, they were orbiting.
1: Right, but I'm saying very close to Earth, so they, they stayed, were they were documenting they close to Earth. They could do things like dock onto.
0: Space stations, yes. yep, um, and observe but the they, Earth. But they
1: weren't going deep. Satellites still do and always probably always will.
0: Well, a lot of satellites actually stay in the same range as what they orbiters do. They do, but if, if you want
1: to take something deep into space, it's a satellite. It's not a It's not a shuttle.
0: Well, or a rover or something. Yeah. But, but as far as manned spaceflight goes, most, the bulk of that has been, and we'll get into that a little bit.
1: Pretty close to Earth.
0: But so orbiters complete one orbit around the Earth, in between eighty four and one hundred twenty seven minutes, it's so like between wow, that's, yeah,
1: that's crazy. Yeah,
0: at longest it takes them two hours to completely circumvent the globe.
1: So that's why you see all these futuristic sci fi
0: navigate, yeah.
1: like space movies. Be like, oh, when you come back, like you. Like, you're still going to be you, but everybody else is going to be, like, 15 years older.
0: No, no, this is not but that's,
1: no, this but is I, not
0: enough to mess with time, but space, no, and everything. No, I'm
1: just saying I think that's where they get the influence from. Like, they're orbiting Earth, what, what takes anybody else, 24 hours. They're doing it in...
0: No, no, the Earth orbits the sun, and that's 24 well, that's,
1: hours. No, that's 365 days to go around the sun. The Earth completely... Right. <laughs> the Earth completely turns every hours. It's 20, a turning
0: of the Earth itself, yes. Okay. Every
1: 24
0: hours. All right, yeah, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> I was a homeschooler. <laughs> what am I, sp- I... I would have come up the with The Earth that. is only 6,000
1: yeah, 6, no. years old, by the way.
0: <laughs> That's what I was taught. But anyway. <laughs> but... No, no, I mean, I get what you're saying, but there actually is a scientific basis for what, for the time-based things. I'm
1: sure there is. I'm just saying that I think that's where sci-fi writers that write about that kind of shit probably get their influence. No,
0: they got it from actual science that says that that's what would happen. They can extrapolate that information. I'm not saying that they couldn't have been influenced by this. I'm
1: saying they're getting that. And then taking it to the next level, being like, well, if they can do this, then...
0: No, I'm saying that they know that that can... They they didn't even need this intermediate level. But whatever. Regardless. Can't tell where... We've been together for years at all. We
1: are reaching out to the sci-fi writers. All seven of you?
0: (laughs) No, there's... We need to... Like, we should... uh, It would be super awesome if we got famous enough to do, like, a space disaster with Neil deGrasse Tyson... Oh my god
1: I'm not even I'm not even gonna speak on that because if I do then I'll jinx it, and I'll Aww. it
0: I would so I would geek out more with Neil deGrasse Tyson than I would with it'd be hard to think of somebody else I would geek out more with.
1: <sighs> of all the people that exist on earth right now, he's easily in the top five of people I'd want to meet.
0: Yeah he, he
1: probably number two.
0: Who's number one?
1: I I honestly think number one is Wayne Gretzky. Oh, I
0: so cute. really think so. That's so cute.
1: Probably Thurman Thomas would be like number three or number four.
0: Sports guys, yeah. Yeah,
1: but uh, yeah, Neil deGrasse, he just seems so chill.
0: He is like I completely recommend uh, Star Talk Radio. I don't understand half of it. No, I,
1: and even when the stuff that he has on Netflix, yeah. I don't understand anything he's saying.
0: But I'm, his I'm like, his voice and his doesn't manner. Matter. You yeah. know what? I feel better knowing that Neil deGrasse Tyson does understand it. Yes. Like I feel safe knowing yeah. that he knows it.
1: It's like uh, what were we watching on the HBO Sports? The Indian people doing hockey. The Punjabi—that's their language. Did you watch that? With I don't me? think I
0: did. It's well, not sounding familiar.
1: Um, CBC or whatever
0: uh-huh. who does
1: Hockey Night in Canada, which is. Canada's version of Monday Night Football. Oh, okay. This past season hired these three, like, um, immigrants from India, but they okay. moved to Canada when they were, like, two years old.
0: Okay, So yeah. they're,
1: they're Canadians.
0: They're Indian-Canadian. Right. Yeah.
1: And they hired this crew, because they are all big hockey fans, but they hired this guy and a couple of his friends to do broadcasts in Punjabi. Okay. I think that's what the language is called. Okay. Which is the Indian...
0: It was a specific dialect.
1: Yes. Um, okay. But anyway, they do these broadcasts in Punjabi, mm-hmm. and they've gotten these results back that a lot of people who don't speak it or know anything that they're saying
0: uh-huh.
1: li- listen to it anyway, Just because
0: they like it. Because the sound there's just it. a
1: vibe to it hmm. that people are attracted
0: to. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, that's like like, like that's when I cool. when I play the FIFA game, I always yeah. have always have in Spanish mm-hmm. because it just sounds better. Well, like the there's goal! yeah. It's it just, it, it doesn't matter what they're mm-hmm. saying in between.
0: Mm-hmm. There's just
1: like a, there's Cadence a, there's a, to right, there's a vibe yeah. to it. Yeah. You know.
0: What were we talking about?
1: I think <laughs> we were talking about the Columbia.
0: <laughs> we were talking about the Columbia. So. I don't know
1: how that tangent happened, but that's Yeah, that's I have
0: to like mine back <laughs> to it. Okay. So, so one orbit around the earth takes 84 to 127 minutes. That's astounding. Yes. They're going damn That's really fast. fast. Yes. Um, and this, I did not know before, except for the astronauts who flew the lunar flights in the Apollo missions mm-hmm. uh, for NASA, which happened between 68 and 72, 1968 and 1972, all human space flights have been low earth orbiters. So, or below, including the ISS, the International Space Station. So the only people who have been outside that 1,200-mile sort of perimeter around Earth and in orbiters are only the Apollo astronauts. I
1: did not know that. Isn't but, that? But it, but it makes sense. It, it
0: does make sense, but it's just...
1: I never thought about it that way.
0: And it, And that ended 45 years ago. Yeah.
1: And they're yeah, yeah, I was gonna say they're doing this in the late '60s and early '70s.
0: It's kind of and astounding. Think
1: about how much technology yeah has just
0: but also gone how,
1: rampant since that time.
0: But also, how much we've reprioritized space exploration. Yeah, man, sp- space exploration. That's anyway. Not much. Oh no, we've re- reprioritized it horribly. Like, yeah, that's very what I'm saying. Much, yeah. yeah, that that yeah, it w- it's it's not considered a priority. The priority no. it once was, and I get the part of it was like. Competition with Pride. Russia and it a lot of other... Let a lot of dick swinging.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, let, let's face it. Yeah,
0: you know, yeah. Oh, plus. you
1: put a guy in space? We'll put a mm-hmm. guy in space. Mm-hmm. Oh, you had a... Sa- we'll build a satellite. We'll get a guy on the moon.
0: Yeah, right. Mm-hmm.
1: And we're still the only country that ever did that. Mm-hmm. I'm, yes, we are. Nobody we, else put a man on the moon. Yeah, I
0: don't... Uh, I guess I can't speak to that for sure, I but I know that... I don't that think so. I know and that. Like we're we the only country did, that did that. Because
1: yeah. otherwise, there'd be another flag on the moon somewhere, <laughs> yeah. and there's there's not. To the best of my knowledge, there's just an American yeah, flag up I guess, there.
0: I guess it's something to look up. I'm not yeah. 100% sure. Um, so, NASA orbiters are about the size of a DC 9 aircraft. They kind of look like a plane. They do. A little bit. And they
1: act like one in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, basically. So, they're 57 feet tall. 122 feet long. That's and ha- so big. They're massive. And have a wingspan of 78 feet. So they're huge.
1: So when you're watching a hockey game on TV, uh huh, the width of that rink is 80 feet.
0: So that's the wingspan. Of yep. This. Okay.
1: And you said the wingspan was 78 feet.
0: Yeah. So is. just imagine a hockey mm-hmm. rink on
1: TV. That's how wide its wings were.
0: Well, and it's 122 feet long, which is and like past... Back of the end zone to back of the end zone, huh? No. For for a football field? No. It's a hundred Fo- yards plus the. Hundred yards zones?
1: is three hundred feet. You said it was one hundred twenty.
0: Oh, feet. you're right. Yeah. Feet, not yards. Sorry. Eh, eh, whatever. Day, not year. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I have problems with proportions.
1: I had to take. It's a j- big. I had to take a jab at you. We'll at just call point. it big. <laughs> It's a large aircraft.
0: Y- yes, and they kind
1: that <laughs> that goes into outer space and comes back. <laughs> yes. I mean that's that's, that's pretty it's impressive. Astounding. Just on its own.
0: So yeah, they look more like planes than I would have th- thought. Yeah, that's than, than that like is what they look like. Than like a rocket or a shuttle, like you could and, picture the Apollo. And
1: everybody you know. who flies them are like Blue Angel Navy pilots and you right, know, like yeah, top of, the line, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah top of the line, basically. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, top of the line
1: military guys.
0: Um, so NASA started building the Columbia remember the the first the very first the first shuttle in 1975
1: wow, So it took them 6 years Well it
0: was scheduled to make its first flight in 1979 yeah. so 4 years later but they had some problems to be addressed Now here yeah, is Yeah
1: like like it's supposed to go into outer it, space and come back
0: Well that's a, that's a <laughs> like,
1: that might be a problem to address But
0: they've done they it to, before Right but they've done it before I just want to
1: make sure Yeah
0: now, here's something really interesting that I found out. Um, there were casualties related to the Space yes, Shuttle Columbia, yeah, yes. before it ever launched. Yes. So on March To
1: To all of their, pretty much, I think all of their outer space missions, somebody has died before the actual mission. I don't
0: think that's true. The Apollo, yes. No, Apollo 1, I'm talking about the, the Columbia. Oh, okay.
1: You're right. I'm getting the Apollo
0: one. Yes, the Apollo
1: project did lose people before it actually happened.
0: Apollo one, very specifically one instance, not but before every single one, because there are multiple Apollo missions.
1: (laughs) But I'm talking about multiple Apollo missions.
0: Yes, in terms of the program, but I'm talking about the Columbia. Yes. Okay. There were casualties related to the Columbia. That I
1: didn't know. I, was, yeah. I, went, I went immediately to the, uh, the
0: Yeah. So on March 19th, 1981... Okay. So this is not long before the launch. I was going to say same the same launch, year it's yes. launched. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, less than a month before the launch.
1: And when Reagan would have been in office.
0: Yes. Uh-huh. March of
1: 1981.
0: Yep, yep. Um, so in on March 19th, 1981... NASA safety supervisors did a routine procedure called a a nitrogen purge. Okay. Um, Where they used nitrogen to flush all of the oxygen out of the engine compartment before a test fire. Because if you have oxygen and fire, you have a, yeah, you feed the fire, right? So the nitrogen drives the oxygen out of the engine. There's no chance of fire catching So the supervisors, they they did this test, and then they cleared five shuttle technicians to enter the engine compartment after the nitrogen flush, but the nitrogen levels were still too high. Okay. Um, And all five men passed out, lost consciousness. Um, They called an ambulance. They found out, called an ambulance. The ambulance was stopped and searched for seven minutes. At Kennedy Space Center. So that caused you some the delays. Am- are
1: you the ambulance we called? Okay, we need to search for Let's seven minutes.
0: search. Which, uh what, I mean, what, like...
1: At a time where uh, every second counts.
0: This is clearly like a... <laughs> oh, these are the
1: guys. Pat them down.
0: I mean, this is clearly like a, a classified info, like... Secure location, but... But people are dying. It's it's a major
1: (laughs) screw-up is what it is. Yeah,
0: so two of the five technicians died. So there were two deaths related to the Columbia.
1: probably shouldn't have been. Definitely Um, shouldn't have been.
0: And these two deaths were the first casualties of the U.S. space program since 1967 when Virgil Grissom, Ed White, and Roger Chaffee were killed during ground testing for the first Apollo mission. We will cover that in an All Bad Things at one point. Yes,
1: that involves... We'll get to that but I do know what that
0: involves. I know what it involves because it was depicted in Apollo 13. It was. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was.
1: It's been depicted in a lot of other stuff, too, but yes, it was a part I, of Apollo 13. Yes. So. Classic Tom Hanks movie, kids.
0: Yes. I, I remember a when must it came see. out.
1: It really is a good movie. I
0: loved that movie when it came out. Yeah. I was like oh, 10 or 11, and it was pretty... Yeah, that's right. I was 18. So... Columbia's maiden voyage was April twelfth, nineteen eighty one. Um, which was the twentieth anniversary of the first human spaceflight. Can you name the astronaut or the spacecraft? I could not. There's no way, so I won't shame you if you can't.
1: <laughs> uh geez, I
0: You can you know the I, I think the country, right?
1: Well, I'm pretty sure the first manned spaceflight flight was us.
0: No, was it no, yep, we lost out on okay. the first man. In space I know board. they.
1: I know they also put the first thing into space.
0: The monkey, right? Wasn't it a monkey or a no? Dog. Like the
1: first satellite in space. Oh, oh, I gotcha. Also did. I gotcha. Um. I think the first person to do it for us was John Glenn.
0: I, I think that was the first person to orbit, but yeah, okay. anyway, let us yeah. stop speculating because this Igor, is a tough one.
1: Igor Lariana.
0: Well, you're close. Did I get Igor? No, but what was the most common name in our Dyatlov past? Oh, it was Yuri. It was Yuri. It was Yuri Gagarin in Vostok One. So and that <laughs> uh, so it's the,
1: it's the only Russian I know.
0: I, <laughs> uh Yavol.
1: I I could probably do the Ivan Drago speech again, but I I don't know what he's okay. really
0: saying. <laughs> Uh, So, the Columbia's maiden voyage was April 12th to April 14th, 1981. So, So it was in outer
1: space for two days.
0: Well, to three days, depending, yeah. Um, It orbited the Earth 36 times. That's crazy. Yeah, during that period. Prior to the 2003 mission, which we're going to be talking mostly about, believe it or not, we're coming back around to that. Uh,
1: We're coming back around 22 (laughs) years later. (laughs)
0: Yes, it completed twenty-seven successful missions in that time period between eighty-one and oh-three.
1: So it was a reliable craft.
0: It, it worked, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: and it was the first one. Y-
0: yes, it was the first. It yeah. was the first orbiter. Yeah. And for its, it took its second flight in November nineteen eighty-one, and it was the first reused manned spacecraft. Sure. So. And They they're like, were
1: like, hey, that was pretty good. I think we can keep this one.
0: Yeah, and do it again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, re- reuse it, right? Reduce, reuse, use, recycle. Yeah,
1: hey, even the space program was on that in 1981. <laughs>
0: yeah. So this 2000, now we're kind of homing in on the 2003 mission. The 2003 mission was the 28th Voyage of Columbia, was a multidisciplinary research mission on microgravity and earth science. Okay. So it was. It was to uh, to gain knowledge. That sounds like they had a lot to do. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And we'll go into some of that. So as I was doing research for the this, I was kind of surprised at my own reaction to it, and how how sad I found it, mm-hmm. and how much like I felt kind of affected by reading this story. And I mean, I've done research. We did research on like like Neo's for almost eighteen hundred people died and like the station nightclub fire and these are horrible tragedies. I've and and none are better or worse than the other. You know, they're all human lives. Sure, they're all but, terrible. But
1: the process of what it went through is going to affect you in different ways.
0: Yes. And and what really what really got me about this, which I'll expound on a little bit later, but these people were trying to expand humankind's knowledge in a dangerous way and they knew it was potentially no, dangerous highly
1: dangerous way well
0: it ended up being yeah. and they knew that it was yeah. not without its risks you know yes it, this was the 113th man or um, yeah man space yes. or, or no shuttle flight shuttle flight um, and, and all the, but one was
1: the 28th of this the, this yeah. particular one
0: there were good chances everything was going to go just fine but I mean this is still scary stuff Yeah, you're going into
1: outer space.
0: But I felt, like, in doing this research, that there was a level of nobility to this mission.
1: Yeah.
0: And just people who are willing to throw themselves into outer space to better humankind. So what I wanted to do, um, which we're not able to do with a lot of the disasters we cover because of the sheer multitude and magnitude of them.
1: Yeah, this is, we're dealing with seven people. Seven
0: people. people. I kind of wanted to... Go into who these seven people sure. were. So I so want I'm, to know who
1: they were. Yeah. yeah.
0: So this is I'll show you the the insignia which has all their names on it. But I'll um oh, that's this Columbia insignia. But um I'm gonna talk about each of them too. So the commander, uh, the head honcho of the this mission was Rick D. Husband, who is 45. They were all in their 40s too. Okay. For what it's worth. Um, so Rick Husband was a Texas native, and you called it a U.S. Air Force colonel and mechanical engineer. Yeah. A lot of military that's,
1: that's people. people. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're they're the best of the best in the military.
0: Yeah, and he was a NASA, an NASA astronaut since '94. He, he had been in space before. He was pilot of the spatial discovery. Well, you
1: said they were all in their 40s, so yeah. it sounds like they... Are, it's not like these are 21-year-olds. No, die. these are So at least these people got people. to live a little bit Oh, and, well, yeah,
0: that's... A, you but, know, but they also... They're in their 40s, so they have kids, they have spouses, true, like, growing families. For their own
1: thing, you know, at least they get to experience um, a lot of life when... Well, when you're 22, not I, so much.
0: I guess. I don't know. It's, it's hard. But anyway. Yeah. So, uh... Husband had been the pilot of the Space Shuttle Discovery in 1999, um, and the crew performed the first docking with the International Space Station okay. during that.
1: So, yeah. The, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And something I thought was really interesting, just to sort of put this ta- this space travel in perspective, I almost said time travel, um, but this space travel in perspective, this mission of the Discovery that Husband went on... Um, was completed in nine days they went four million miles in nine days that's crazy isn't that it's such a mind-boggling number of distance traveled
1: (laughs) it would take nine days probably on average maybe a little less but let's just say if you want to stop at a place here or there it would take nine days to drive from here to California, if we wanted no. It to. No, no, I'm just saying if we wanted it to.
0: No, I mean I, I took.
1: And that's only that's. Only, I took like
0: a week, less than a week to drive no, to Portland. I'm just saying,
1: but you could drive. I'm just saying you could drag it out to nine days. Oh sure, yeah. Because we've always talked about. Taking, you could drag
0: it out to taking, twenty days.
1: Taking forty east all the way to forty west. Yeah. And there are some cool cities to stop on the way. Mm-hmm. That's only going three thousand miles. Yeah. This guy went four million, million miles in nine days. In nine days. That's, yeah. That's yeah, it's insane.
0: astounding. It's it's really astounding. That, that,
1: that's, that's, yeah.
0: Um, you can't comprehend that. Oh, here's another. You know, I'll pass this on to you. I found this really sad. This is the crew in yeah. space. They're so smiley. Yeah. And happy and sweet.
1: Yeah. And this was on the this same mission. That was on mission. the
0: mission. Well, yeah,
1: they... They're in the space.
0: Yeah, I know. Doing I their just, thing. Like you know? I said, this yeah. one got me a little bit. Yeah. I I didn't I I didn't know it would, and so that and that just this is kind of a heartbreaking photo to me. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Yeah,
1: because it's on the well, you in our last podcast you talked about the Russian hikers like they had photos because they kept a yeah. journal and, and yeah. they
0: had a camera. Yeah, them smiling on the on yeah. that mission
1: where they'd wind up dead, and yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't want to see that. Yeah. But I don't know. For some reason, this just doesn't.
0: Well, I mean, they knew that there was an inherent risk in space. I
1: guess, but and you that's know why that? I say
0: there there is like a nobility because they they, I'm sure they knew. Well, you have to know that there was some potential for sacrifice, but they yeah. thought it was worth it. Yeah. I mean, plus being an astronaut's no walk in the park. No. Their training, their was clearly their job was their life. You know
1: most of if not all of those people that actually go into space have a military back background mm-hmm. with science with yes engineer with all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff mm-hmm. like the, these these are, these these are, are driven
0: like, people these are
1: like <laughs> um like the top human beings possibly ever pretty much <laughs> i mean really <laughs> yeah like how many people can say they've been to space yeah yeah you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's what 25 people 30 people in the history of people
0: Oh, no, there's more people who've been in space than that. Let's say it's 100.
1: But but you're going up against, uh, there's 6 billion people on Earth right now.
0: Almost 7, yeah. Yeah, Uh that's not
1: counting who's been here before. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been to outer space. Right. So have these 67 other guys. Right. That's.
0: You're in the minority. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. So, the pilot has the best name ever. He was Willie C. McCool.
1: Willie's no shit. Yeah. You talk about a name for a pilot yeah. or, or a quarterback.
0: Yeah. <laughs> McCool is yeah. just awesome. Yeah.
1: Willie and C. McCool. Willie C.
0: McCool. McCool. Yep. He no was, shit. He was, born, he was 41. Born in San Diego. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, he graduated high school also in Texas, so another Texas connection because husband was from okay. Texas. He was an Eagle Scout. Which, from what I've heard, is very difficult. It's like a pretty high-ranking sort of thing to achieve. I know nothing
1: about it, but it sounds like it's pretty important.
0: I, I believe I've heard that that it's not In the an pecking order
1: uh, of birds. Eagles are way.
0: Up there. <laughs> there you go. Uh, he was a U.S. naval officer, so he also served an aviator, test pilot, and aeronautical engineer. He was a NASA and... I can't imagine being one of those things. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> much less
1: all of those things. Like Overachiever
0: what, much? <laughs> like, did this
1: guy ever sleep? Like, how could you... How could you do that in one lifetime?
0: Yeah. Oh, so he was a NASA astronaut since 1996... Here's and he could
1: throw a football 70 yards downfield. I saw it once. <laughs> Probably. he yeah, probably could. Probably. He could probably and slam act. Dunk
0: and he could probably, like, <laughs> somebody put a
1: guitar in his hand. He's like, oh, yeah, I've got this figured out. Well,
0: do you want to hear about his music?
1: <laughs> I, well, I do. I just, shit. So I, not really. that he was not He, that he went was, there, too.
0: No, not that he was a musician. I did not read anything specific about that. But his favorite song was Imagine by John Lennon. Okay. And his favorite band was Radiohead.
1: No, it wasn't. Yeah. Radiohead?
0: Yeah. Why is that weird the, to you?
1: We're talking... Oh!
0: Are you thinking I, the going, Challenger? I am. Yes, I am. Yes, You're I like, am.
1: Radiohead was like, around <laughs> back then. <laughs> I'm like, he was dead <laughs> before Radiohead? I was. You're right. I was thinking... I'm like... Yeah, okay. This is
0: '03. three. They were That's, around. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: they were. Was this that,
0: before crappy electronic? No, this is
1: right when they made that turn. Yeah. Oh. When they started getting all the... Um, Critical acclaim. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but, so th- but yes, that's that's not impossible. that His favorite band was Radiohead. That's actually uh, yeah. that's actually pretty cool.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I think it is. Yeah, um, and this was his first space mission. So, husband had been up in space before. McCool had not. Um, payload commander Michael P. Anderson, age forty three, U.S. Air Force look, Lieutenant Colonel. Um, He was a physicist. I know. Like like, like again. I know, just like a god. (laughs) Smartest man in the room. (laughs) I feel
1: proud of myself for working out seven minutes. (laughs) Sometimes. I feel real... (laughs) All these people are like at the top of the human species in like five different categories it's just not fair i
0: feel super accomplished when i program like a macro at work and this guy's a physicist when i level
1: up (laughs) on on fallout 4 like there's like a certain sense of pride that comes with that like i'm one of the i'm one of the couple hundred thousand people that have made it to level 71
0: right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Whereas here's one of the few people, a handful of people in the world who could explain who, who that Fallout lived. 4 is not possible. Who have ever
1: lived. Yeah, basically. That has been outer space.
0: Um, and so he was a mission specialist. I, I'm uh, sure he was. He was born in Plattsburgh. New York. New York, yes,
1: yes. Not too far from where I grew up.
0: But he considered his hometown Spokane, Washington. Okay, well, I, there I probably
1: would too if I was born. <laughs>
0: if you had to choose. Yes. Um, so in 1994, Anderson was one of 19 astronauts selected by NASA for astronaut training out of a pool of almost 3,000 candidates. You're absolutely right. Best and the brightest, right? Um, he was a mission specialist on the space shuttle Endeavor in 98 when it went to the Mir space station to deliver equipment and provisions, delivered astronaut Andy Thomas and picked up. Um, astronaut David Wolf. So they did a...
1: They did an exchange. They did an
0: exchange of astronauts. Um, so he had been hey, in space before. This guy's
1: starting to lose his mind. Somebody needs to come and get him.
0: Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Um, Let's go with that, actually. Yeah, there you go. Notably, prior to the final Columbia launch, um, he was asked about the possibility of something going wrong. And Anderson told the reporters, quote, there's always that unknown. And sure, I, and I—that's I, a realistic view. I am. He's a physicist. He's I'm not a—he's a realist. They, he's I'm an absolute positive realist.
1: They all accept.
0: These are hey, scientists. Hey, I might
1: not come back. i, I think they all accept. These are that. intelligent
0: people. They yeah. knew the risks. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, um, I don't—I don't think any
1: of these people are like cowboys. No, which is, which is no. how they tried to portray them right? back yeah. in the day. But no, yeah. these were calculated, focused, like, highly motivated
0: individuals. It has a chance
1: of doing this or it has a slim chance of doing that.
0: These are like, smart, scientific yeah, people. Yeah. Like,
1: like, I'm going with this, but yes, this could happen.
0: Yeah. yeah they're they, realists. These yeah. are not fan
1: people. They're the most pragmatic people yes. that have ever existed.
0: Yes. Probably. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um... So, Michael Anderson was also, it was notice, notable that he was um, a big inspiration and role model to others because he was a black astronaut as well. Sure. So, very and inspirational. And there was also a black astronaut and challenger. Well, th- that's, it's yes. minorities, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, women as well. Mm-hmm. Two women were on this crew yes. too. Very inspirational and, and, you know, not only brave, but in addition, like a, a role model. So there was another payload specialist. Or no, that was... Pay- so Michael P. Anderson was payload commander. Payload specialist. Now I'm going to try and make sure... So I would say Elon Ramon. But okay. he was actually not Latino. It, he was Israeli. So I think it's probably Elon. Uh, Ramon or Ramon. I feel really bad for not knowing his exact pronunciation.
1: You got to get better at your Middle Eastern accent. I know. And I'll try in the meantime. I'm not even going to touch that name.
0: Okay, <laughs> it's R A M O N. Um, Ilan. Like
1: Razor Ramon.
0: Or Raymond, W-W-F. maybe. Uh, okay. <laughs> he was 48. He was the oldest okay. member of the of the crew. Um, he was a native of Beersheba, Israel. Uh, son of Holocaust survivors, his parents survived the Holocaust, and unfortunately, he didn't survive space.
1: But hey, I mean, talk about
0: it was it was a mission versus a senseless right. tragedy yeah. or a hor- horrific tragedy. Uh, what does your son
1: do? He explores space,
0: right? That's
1: what does your son do?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, right? Like,
1: like, how are you going to one up that one? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't.
0: Right, you'd just be like, I don't know, I'm not even going to go there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and he
1: went to Yale. Oh, did he?
0: <laughs> yeah, my kid's in right. space. Right,
1: my kid's halfway to the moon. Yeah. Right now. Right.
0: He's orbiting the Earth in <laughs> under two hours.
1: Yeah, every 47 <laughs> seconds or right. whatever the
0: hell it was. So he was a colonel of the Israeli Air Force and the first Israeli yeah, like, astronaut. Uh,
1: again, like just a...
0: Mm-hmm. And the first Israeli astronaut, yeah,
1: like like a chosen one, like a chosen human being.
0: Yeah, yeah. He he reported for training for NASA in nineteen ninety eight. This I thought was really, and this was his first space mission as well. Um, something I thought was really interesting on the Columbia. He carried a mezuzah. Let's, uh, do you know what that is? I it's a, so done. it's a parchment that um, contains. It's it's a Jewish um, tradition of of like a little. Piece of parchment that has verses from Deuteronomy on it. It it
1: definitely sounds Jewish.
0: Yeah, yeah, mezuzah, (laughs) right? Yeah. Um, in like a little container that had like it. It was an artistic rendering. The container was was with barbed wire on it.
1: Was it like a good luck charm or?
0: Yeah, kind of a token, a symbol, a symbol, we'll call it. Right? Yeah, like a symbol. It was created by um, artist Amy Gallant, though. So it it was like. And he put a specific call out to carry something meaningful, like an artistic piece like that. And yeah,
1: he's the well, yeah, he's the first Israeli. Right, it's it's very
0: meaningful, and it had like there are pictures of it online. It had like um, little faux barbed wire on the outside, from like symbol symbolizing the concentration camps. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say. I mean, think about
1: think about uh, just sixty years earlier, Mm -hmm. which in evolutionary terms is the blink of an eye. Well, his
0: parents went through it, so right. That's Just sixty years
1: earlier, yeah, his parents were in a concentration camp. Yeah. And he's yeah. going into outer space. That's, As
0: the first Israeli. Yeah,
1: that's that's quite cheap. It,
0: it certainly was. Um, so there was also a mission specialist, Kalpana Chala. Yes. She was the youngest member of the crew. She was 40. She was born in India and the first woman of Indian origin in space.
1: Okay, so again, like it
0: okay. Mm-hmm. And here's another thing to make you feel stupid. She had a PhD in aerospace engineering. Uh, she was uh, doctor. Uh, what did she? Did she Dr. also? Chawla.
1: Oh, did she also write uh, Interstellar? She probably could have. Maybe she was a consultant. <laughs> she
0: could have. <Yeah. laughs> she, pro- she probably She probably could have.
1: It, it sounds like only. It, it sounds like the all the Rotten Tomatoes like scores from that movie. They probably just consult these scientists, people uh-huh. that work from NASA, like, like, please, like, nobody else uh, understands to We,
0: we don't get it. Please help yeah. us. <laughs> like,
1: I don't even understand what the fuck just happened.
0: Mm-hmm. We already
1: talked to Neil. He's on board.
0: <laughs> right. Yes, yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. commented on He'll it. He'll give yeah. it 97%.
1: <laughs> like, we need, like, 93 or 92 out of you.
0: Right. So she became a NASA astronaut in 1995. So if you do the math, she was 40 in 03. She became a NASA astronaut when she was my age, when she <laughs> like was 32. 32. Yeah. So and yeah, so yes, that makes me feel like I'm completely wasting my life when she was a NASA astronaut by my yeah, age. Yeah, it, it, it does and make a you PhD. feel. It does
1: make you feel pretty worthless? Yeah. talking about <laughs> a little these bit. People.
0: Um, she flew on the Columbia before. Okay. Um, in 1997, so she was pretty young. How many
1: other people did on this flight? Was it just her?
0: Just her, yes. Okay. Um, on the Columbia, right. yes. Because um, husband had been on the Discovery.
1: Right. Ex- everybody except for the Israeli guy in the...
0: And... Uh, Anderson had been on the Endeavor, right? But I think everybody
1: except for the Israeli guy had been on a spatial no, flight before. No,
0: that's not true. Just those three. Oh. the other four had never been. They were their first mission, so three out of the four had been in okay. space.
1: So, so I was.
0: But Dr. Chao was once the again, only I was one. Way off. Yeah, a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> Dr. Chao was the only one who had actually been on the Columbia before in 1997, and in that mission, she traveled over 10 million miles.
1: When she was twenty six.
0: No, 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 thirty six.
1: Or thirty six. Yes. No,
0: wait, 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 wait. Forty minus. Oh, I thought six.
1: Was she's 34. Thirty four. I mm-hmm. thought she was the forty two year old.
0: No, My she's bad. forty. Okay. All right, another mission specialist, David M. Brown, age forty six, born and raised in Arlington, Virginia, near D.C., U.S. Navy captain. And...
1: You know what else is headquartered in Arlington? Pentagon? The FBI.
0: FBI. Is the Pentagon in Arlington? Technically, uh, I've passed... Um, I've literally driven past the Pentagon. I know the
1: FBI. That's where their headquarters
0: okay. are. I thought it was Quantico. No, that's the no, training... That's
1: that's... That's... that's the CIA. training facility.
0: No, no, no. That's FBI. Because Clary Starling oh, trained Quantico. Oh, you're right. You're correct. Yes. But their yeah. home
1: base is...
0: Arlington? Yes. Okay. Um... So, he was a U.S. Navy captain and flight surgeon. Mm-hmm. So, he was a captain in the Navy and a <laughs> and doctor, You could
1: fly a plane surgeon. and use a scalpel at the same yeah, time. Yeah,
0: basically. Well, yeah, and, yeah, and he Navy, he, so... He probably, he was, he probably yeah. tried it. Yeah.
1: He was just like, you sit in the passenger seat. I'm going to work on your throat while I'm flying this plane.
0: <laughs> right, sure.
1: Yeah. No problem. And he pulled it
0: off. <clears throat> he was a Boy Scout life scout, which I'm guessing is pretty darn high up in the Boy Scouts... <laughs> And he, he was a ham radio hobbyist, which is super Of course he was. Yes. Of course he was. Because in all his spare time. Because yeah,
1: that's kind of what we are. We just don't have a ham radio <laughs> these days. <laughs> we
0: just record on GarageBand. <laughs> on the stupid a internet are.
1: and put it out to <clears throat> stupid people who...
0: Because we're not smart enough to figure out a ham radio. We're getting there. We're, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, he was selected as an astronaut by NASA in 1996, and this was his first space mission. And then the last member of the crew was Mission Specialist Laurel Blair Stultz. Sorry, I need to do that again. I want to get these names right. Laurel, Laurel Blair, Blair. Sultan Clark. Uh, age 41. She's born in Ames, Iowa, but raised in Racine, Wisconsin. So, Midwest girl. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you betcha. You <laughs> betcha. Oh, she was probably so sweet. She probably was. Oh. People from the Midwest are just nice. Anyway, uh, she was also a U.S. Navy captain and flight surgeon. Yeah. And also a ham radio hobbyist. Yeah. So she and, and uh, Dr. Brown had quite and a bit of common. she also wore a cape. <laughs> right. <laughs> in her spare time, she was Wonder Woman. <laughs> you know. She reported to NASA for astronaut training in 1996, and this was her first space mission, too. So four out of the seven, it was their first time. I don't know why space. I was
1: thinking it was just one person before, but
0: yeah, I, I don't know. It made sense in your I, brain I, at the time. I,
1: again, I, I. this one, uh, maybe we'll get into the Challenger someday. Maybe we won't. Mm. Who knows? I, I, we I, will. I want to do I, it. I want to. Mm-hmm. But see, my generation, we had already been through this with the challenger major
0: disaster and we all all watched it happen like a lot of people
1: i i still remember watching that happen yeah because that was really my first example of what death was i mean it really was looking back on yes yeah
0: it's like
1: oh somebody must have like nobody survived that like what what are you nine yeah well
0: you were yeah
1: so that was really like my first lesson in death completely not anybody trying to it was like oh the teacher's on a space shuttle and oh this is great and then boom. Like it was just gone. So I guess with this one like I remember when it happened. I I thought it was January but it was February. It
0: was April.
1: I remember it was. Oh er no
0: no you're right. No wait. It was February of 2003. No wait wait wait. Yes you're right. February 1st.
1: I remember it being very early in the year but Mm -hmm. I thought it was January. But I remember like seeing it on People magazine. And I remember yeah. seeing it like on CNN here and there, and just kind of thinking like, "Well, you know, it happens."
0: Because it happened it, before. It's happened you know?
1: before. Like I saw it when it happened before. But
0: it had been seventeen years. Since it had been it a had while. Happened. But it, it, it no, but, yeah, seventeen years. 80s, yeah. yeah, yes. yeah.
1: But for somebody in my generation, it was kind of like, "Well, we've seen this before."
0: But somebody in my generation, was, this was You, have not, you are yeah, not. yeah, yeah.
1: I think that that's I think that's probably
0: why the a lot of this stuff bit.
1: I'm finding out for the first time, mm-hmm. like all the details because right. I didn't really pay that much attention yeah. to it. Yeah,
0: yeah, I can see that. So Columbia was first scheduled to launch on January eleventh, two thousand one. But the mission was delayed eighteen times. Now this was unrelated to what what caused them to, right. to crash. So, um, but it, it was delayed, so it so it ended up. And um, uh, that's probably not
1: necessarily uncommon. Well, remember the, the, eight, the eighteen times. Part January eleventh,
0: two thousand one. It took an additional two years for it to launch again.
1: And that was actually before nine eleven.
0: It was before 9... O- Maybe so that once, had something to do with it. I'm yeah. sure
1: once nine eleven mm-hmm. happened, they were like, yeah, we're not going okay, f- to we'll get all this shit to worry about.
0: And spend money on. Yeah,
1: you know. than a space shuttle.
0: Yeah. All right. So, the shuttle launch. So Because this comes into play. Mm-hmm. Columbia's problem started at the very beginning. When it of took its, off. What, yes, it did. It launched on... Does this date sound familiar? January 16th. <laughs> yes, it does. 2003... Your 26th birthday Mm -hmm. from the Kennedy Space Center, obviously in Cape Canaveral, Florida. About 82 seconds after it launched, a roughly three foot long piece of foam, technically called the left bipod foam ramp, broke off from the external tank of the shuttle and it struck and damaged columbia's left wing panels uh which were thought at the time to basically be impenetrable so it was not even thought that that could happen and
1: again every shuttle that had taken off to this point had lost that same piece of foam
0: well don't give away the ending we're still going into (laughs) it not the ending but but you're right
1: but well the, not the, not this, every this was, well,
0: was this was well, peculiar well, let's, to Colombia. This,
1: this was not uncommon.
0: Well let's, that's what happened. Let's get into this.
1: Okay.
0: So this this foam that struck the the left wing panels um, is thought to have caused a 6 to 10 inch diameter hole in the the Wing wing panels. Probably not something you want in
1: outer space. I wouldn't think so. Or returning from outer mm-hmm. space.
0: Yeah, more of that than anything else. At the time of the strike, Columbia was about 12 and a half miles up already. Uh, traveling at Mach 2.46. So do you remember what Mach is?
1: I think Mach is one times your gravity. No. Or is it...
0: It's this one mach is the speed of sound.
1: Oh, that's right. Which but, is but it has. But I thought it had something to do with gravity, how gravity affected you. Not your that body. I could
0: tell from no. That's g-force. G-force, g-force. is what you're thinking, yeah. Yes. Um. So one mach is about 767 miles per hour. So, so they were two and a
1: half times that. They
0: were roughly going sixteen hundred miles per hour. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. So imagine, this imagine your
1: body feeling that.
0: Yeah. Right. This foam strike and, and the whole subsequent hole it caused in the left-wing panels didn't cause any problems initially. Ascending. Right. They, they were ascending, and they even orbited without problems, oh. as we'll come to discover. The problem came much later. Um, so it was going to wreak havoc upon re-entry mm-hmm. which is when the problems really happened. I think it's important to actually know about what this mission of the Columbia was, uh, because... Yeah,
1: why they were doing what they were doing.
0: Yes, because seven people sacrificed their lives for this mission. Um, Columbia was orbiting the Earth, obviously, space orbiter. It was the first flight of Space Hab Research Double Module... Uh, fast reaction experiments enabling science, technology applications, and research. Also called Freestar. Uh, the NASA likes their acronyms. I don't know. There's just a they bunch do. of big capital letters. It
1: <laughs> might have something to do with every person on the crew has like seven PhDs. Right. But, exactly.
0: <laughs> like, what can we come up with that yeah. that fits into this? So. Uh, we
1: got we got to <laughs> trick them somehow.
0: Well, plus they're all military, right? And yeah. aren't acronyms huge in the ma- military, like FUBAR? Well, they're, and- they're just
1: kind of huge in anything. <clears throat> yeah,
0: it, really. it's true. It's true. So this, this mission of the Columbia was a research of physical life and space sciences. So it's a science mission. Uh, there were about 80 separate experiments they were running with hundreds of samples and test points. Uh, the crew worked 24-hour alternating shifts. So they were working 24 hours at a time. There 24, was 24 on, 24 off. Yeah, yeah, alternating up, yep, mm-hmm. exactly. The red shift was husband, Chihuahua, Clark, and Ramon, or okay. Ramon, I, I'm sorry, Ilan, our beautiful Israeli astronaut, and the blue shift, McCool, Brown, and Anderson. So just some of the experiments included the closed Equilibrated biological aquatic system, of course, or Sebas. because
1: yeah. uh, uh, you're in space, you're, you're bound to find an aquatic system at some point. They
0: had a 2.6 <laughs> gallon aquarium up there with them, with fish, you're and hoping and to plants. find
1: something aquatic. <laughs>
0: But, no, they brought them with them. Yeah. So there's an aquarium of, like, creatures that they took Right, them.
1: yeah. That, that's not, and they're hoping to find the same thing, but it's just probably not going to
0: happen. Uh, the MEDEX experiment, which was actually designed by the Israeli Space Agency, uh, to look for dust storms and lightning in the Middle East and Africa. Uh, due to liftoff delays, there was less potential this experiment would pan out because of the time of year, because it was... You know, delayed to February, but they did actually find a dust storm at one point, so so it did end up working out for them. Mission accomplished. There you go. They did experiments in crystal growth, moss plants, and earthquakes. Experiments to examine why the human body doesn't absorb as much protein in space as it does on Earth. Why bones change in space flight. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Why dehydration and calcium loss in bones can occur. In space, and why there is an increase in the reactivation of the herpes virus in space flight.
1: Can I say that what my theory is on all of that Mm -hmm. is because human beings aren't used to being in outer space.
0: Right, exactly. There's gravity. We're used to gravity, right? We evolved in gravity. We're used to being on Earth. Exactly. We evolved in gravity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We have, well, depending on who you believe, we at least have 6,000 years on Earth. (laughs) Right. That's a long time. That's that's a a good measuring stick Mm -hmm. for evolution. But what actual people believe Mm -hmm. is we come from little tiny things that existed 30 million years ago.
0: Right, right. So, Mm
1: -hmm. either way, at this point, we've mastered, for the most part, living on Earth. Mm -hmm. Living in space
0: is a different story. Not so much. But there's a lot of insight to be had
1: from. (laughs) And any movie that deals with space. Usually deals with, uh yeah, we can't adapt to this yet.
0: Right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we something, up. something bad happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, they did sleep experiments on themselves. Sure. Experiments in circadian rhythm. Uh respiration experiments to see if people breathe better on their backs or their stomachs, so that would be good for hospitals to use for on like their patients. <laughs> in with, the
1: space station. <laughs> Yeah. The space station hospital that we no, were thinking about. But no, just in real sense. life. This oh. was
0: lung experiments in people.
1: Oh, but they're yeah. in our space.
0: Yes, but they were controlling gotcha. for that. Um, and blood circulation experiments. They did the STARS, another acronym. Educational experiment, which studied how ants, spiders, and fruit flies do various activities with less gravity. So they had a bunch of creatures up S- there some, with them, sounds too. Sounds like fun. Yeah.
1: No wonder they were uh, all smiling
0: in that picture. Right? And mm-hmm. antibacterial resistance in space. And that's, like I said, they were doing over 80 experiments. They were doing like 80 experiments well, you're, or something.
1: You're doing something different probably every day when you're up there.
0: But, but that's know? just like scratching the surface of the stuff they were doing. They had a, a ton <coughs> of studies going <coughs> on. And they did all this and way more in 16 days in space.
1: Yeah, yeah that's... That's a short amount of time to do all of those things.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot more detailed information available on nasaspaceflight.com if anyone wants to look it up, like, to see okay. more what they are doing. So I'm going to get on my, my little soapbox for just a little bit here. All right. Take Here's a, my...
1: Take Take a step up. Yeah. Address the audience.
0: There you go. That's Put me. Put your
1: arms out wide.
0: No. Pound the podium so well, people you, know. That's what you do
1: next. Oh, Okay you got to bring them all in first. Yeah, you know, like a wingspan.
0: So my takeaway, like I said this kind of affected me researching this, these seven people died trying to help the human race understand science better. Yes. The pursuit of knowledge. So
1: and is there really a better way to go out though?
0: Well, well, so here's my thing. The next time, because there's been a trend, especially in American society lately, but the next time somebody tries to scoff or doubt science or the validity of science and research, tell them they're dicks. Like, and I mean that because people have died
1: or just tell them that they most likely have a, a cell phone in their pocket, a smartphone in their pocket, and uh, where know, do you think my, that comes from? I
0: on my soapbox. I want to finish oh, okay, my little I'm thing. okay. I'm
1: sorry. I didn't mean to pull you down. Step back up, please, madame.
0: All right. Because people have died trying to help advance our knowledge as a species. Yes. And people who minimize that are ignorant and dishonoring the people... Who have sacrificed their either their time or in this case their lives to pursue that knowledge. And I I consider it it is dishonorable to mock that. It's dishonorable to doubt the validity of what of their discoveries. So we're in a very sort of anti-science, anti-fact, alternate fact period. And that's BS because people like this, these smartest people in the room, literally smartest people in the room, the best and the brightest, died trying to help the dumbest and the dullest of which I count myself among, you know, Like, understand things (laughs) better. Who it's
1: ultimately (laughs) going to pay off for.
0: Exactly.
1: Like, the people who would never be able to figure this out on their own.
0: Exactly. So, there are people much smarter than the average person out there taking a lot of sacrifices, and not necessarily out Mm -hmm. in space, always, but in this case it was, and that sacrifice needs to be honored by saying they didn't just... Go up in space and risk their lives and they, eventually get do it. They didn't, do it. They didn't do it for nothing. Right. Or for... Or, t- or for, for a people, corporate
1: profit or...
0: Or for people to yeah. just, like, say, well, this is all BS because I believe this. You know what? Like, screw you. At least consider what happened. At least consider what they were looking into. At least consider what these incredibly intelligent people were in the pursuit of
1: and I I don't think you can stress this enough going especially since we're past it took about a half hour to go through the credentials of these people right Uh, this is like no shit this is like the best that human beings have to offer
0: yeah best and brightest yeah like
1: like certainly in the conversation
0: yeah Uh,
1: all of these people yeah uh huh so I mean that's that's uh, that's one thing And the other thing, like, what they're doing is going to affect you in some way. You may never know Mm -hmm. how it does, but they're not going up there just to dick around. They're going up there to research and being like, is this habitable? Like, is there some kind of cure we can find? What can we do up here?
0: Well, even if they thought there was a good chance, like... Okay, we'll survive this. It's okay. It's happened. You yeah, know, we'll lots get through this.
1: No problem.
0: They still left their families yeah. for training. They left their families yeah. for the mission. They, like, messed up their own bodies And for they it. left their
1: families to go into outer space fully knowing that, hey, there's a, there's, there's a, chance. There's a chance we don't come back.
0: Can you imagine that goodbye? Like, your oh, husband I'm... or wife is about to go up in space or your yeah. father or mother? Yeah. That's... That's just heart wrenching, because you know there's that possibility. Well, they're
1: thinking about it, but they're all thinking about what they're all thinking about though is, like, yeah, he's gonna come back. I'm oh. gonna come back.
0: Well, hopefully.
1: But there, there is that little reserve space. There was that's a really like that's like what if.
0: There was a really powerful scene in Apollo 13 about that mm-hmm. uh, when. Uh, Jim Lovell, the Tom Hanks character's wife, played by Kathleen Quinlan, like says goodbye to him. It was sort of this. Hey. He was an experienced, yeah, you know, in a lot of different things. <laughs> this is
1: nineteen seventy one at
0: that yeah. time. 70? Seventy 71, seventy 71? seventy one. Seventy, I think, because the daughter was bitching about the <laughs> Beatles having broken up. Yes, I think it was seventy. And
1: you're about to go into outer space in mm-hmm. nineteen seventy one. That's scary now. Yes. But like, back uh, like 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 imagine seven
0: years ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Like, can you imagine? So like, you're you're about to do something that literally at that time, especially literally, only a handful of people have ever done.
0: Mm-hmm. So so here's a way to, <clears throat> here's a way to look at it. These are seven veterans who gave their lives in the pursuit of knowledge and science. So those are seven people whose lives are at least worth contemplating the idea that there is merit to scientific research and not just your own beliefs. Sure. Or what somebody's telling you on YouTube. There's merit to a functioning society. And there's merit to intelligent people using scientific methods. Yeah. And and that should be. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. Okay, yeah. stepping off.
1: Anyway. Speaking Stepping of those scientific methods, we're literally recording a show in our bedroom <laughs> that can go out to the world if we want it to. We
0: never claimed we were using the scientific method, but anyway. But we are. All right. You know, you're, you're right. Yeah. It's, here's a testament to it, right? This little, this computer yeah. and microphone and everything yeah. else. Yeah. So now we get... We've covered the history, the crew, the mission. Now we get to this—the bad part, okay. the bad thing part, the actual explosion,
1: which we know is coming.
0: Yep, we know. Well, we know from the beginning. We
1: know something bad is coming. Yeah, hence the uh, title of our podcast.
0: And then we'll get into the post-mortem, literally, of all of it. Oh. So, so this seems like a good stopping point we've been going on for a while so i think this is going to officially be a two-parter. So let's let's stop here and we'll conclude with the bad part of the space shuttle columbia next time. I'm Rachel. I'm Dude. And this is all bad things.